is the Parenting for Faith podcast from BRF Ministries. Parenting for Faith exists to help you help the children and teens in your life to meet and know God. We do this through online events, courses and resources, and you can find out more at parentingforfaith.org. And welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. I'm your host. My name's Anna Hawkin and I work as part of the team here at Parenting for Faith. This is episode six of season seven and we're going to be talking today about when you go to a new church. Now our guest today is Matt McClary uh, who does a million different things. If you go on his website he's got fingers in many pies. He's a speaker and preacher and worship leader uh, but he also hosts the Christian Book Blurb podcast And we did a bit of a podcast swap. He invited me to be a guest on that. And that episode is going to be aired on the 1st of December. So if you don't already follow the Christian Book Blurb podcast, I'd really encourage you to go and have a listen to that as well. Also just wanted to say Halloween is coming up. And this is always something that we get asked for resources on and support. So if you go to our website, parentingforfaith.org forward slash topics forward slash Halloween, or just click that link in the show notes, you will see we have loads and loads of videos, articles, ideas, how to decide your family's approach and response, how to respond to trick-or-treaters, things like how to talk about the devil. We have a bit of a joke amongst our team. The uh, article on how to talk to kids about the devil is always one of our most viewed articles. It's very popular. So uh, there's loads of wisdom in there. I'd really encourage you to check that out. But let's hear now what Matt had to say to Lucy. I'm here today with Matt McClary. Matt is a church leader, a speaker, author, songwriter, and host of the Christian Book Blurb podcast. He's also a father to three children, two girls and a boy, and married to Verity. Matt and his family live in the English Fens in the east of England. Matt, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's really good to be with you today. Oh, it's great you could join us. And I was really um, pleased to have you on the podcast today because we're talking about when our children go to a new church, or they have a new kind of Christian experience in some way. And I thought as you as a dad and a church leader would be great to speak into this. So just to kick us off, can you tell us some of the situations where we might find ourselves in a new Christian context with our children? Yeah, well, there's so many of them, isn't there? It could be you're going to a wedding um, and you could be, you know, it might be a a church that you're unfamiliar with or, or a church tradition that maybe your children haven't experienced before. Uh, it could be a baptism or a christening. Um, it, it could be, I don't know, you moved area perhaps, or you're on holiday and you you, you want to go to church or you're trying to find a, a church that you can call home in your new um, location. So you're trying out a few different churches to see you know, what fits and what doesn't. And so, yeah, there's all sorts of different situations where you and your children might find yourself um, experiencing church in a slightly different way than what you used to. And have you had some of these experiences with your own family? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, not so much church hunting um, because you're a church we've leader. Had our children, yeah, <laughs> in, in the same church with her. But I mean, we've been to Christian festivals. Um, and we've been to other churches when we've sort of been on holiday. We've kind of visited um, different churches, and they've been they've been. My two daughters have been flower girls, and I think my my son has been a page boy at weddings as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, a few. 
Can you share some of the joys of going to new churches? Because we're going to look at both sides of things, but there are lots of advantages, aren't there, to our children seeing different people worshipping in different ways in different contexts? Definitely. For me, it's it's trying to broaden their horizons in some ways. Um, Our church isn't particularly big. um, And to give my children experiences that help to broaden their understanding of what it means to be a Christian and to give them a a more holistic picture of what church is, you know, the church universal, the the church, rather than just our little pocket of it. Um, So things like, I mean, we've been to Spring Harvest before, Big Church Day Out, that kind of thing, where... For me, it's really important to show my children that if at school you you might feel like you're the only one or you're just one of a very small handful of people who believe in Jesus and, and in God. Um, but to, to go to something bigger, it's, it's like, wow, it's this revelation moment of, okay, I'm not all alone in what I believe. Mm. There, there are others around that actually I'm, I'm big of the I'm part of the big family of God. Yeah. And and this family is is huge. It's it's massive. Mm. And it's not just my church in my location. It's it's all of us everywhere. And so getting a sense of that um for my children, I think, is really important. Um and also the whole idea of being part of this wider family, that you know, we do things differently. Yeah. And and that's okay. And, you know, the style or the format or, or whatever that our church has isn't the only one and the only way that one can communicate with God or worship God or, or learn about God. And that it can be done in a variety of ways and, and all of them are, are valid. Yeah, that's a really key learning point, isn't it, for our children? And I think also for us, because we so easily get stuck in routines or ways of doing things. And just to kind of break out of that and say to ourselves, well, look, what is important here? What's the what's the centrality of our faith? Mm. You know, and actually we realise that there are a lot of trimmings <laughs> that we take for there granted. Are, there are. And I mean, I, even adults, as you say, we can get so trapped or, or tripped up by um, the culture of our churches. rather than sort of separating in our minds it's really important what is culture and what is gospel you know what is the truth what what is christianity um because it can be so sometimes swept up in the culture as well um and actually appreciating and understanding that okay your way of worship is different Mm. to my preferred way of worship but actually it's a preferred way of worship not the only way And that's really important for adults and children. And so uh, experiencing every now and then um, something that's slightly different or or a bit out of the ordinary isn't a bad thing. It can be really good. Yeah, absolutely. And it can prepare our children for adult life. I feel like when they go off, whether that's to university or they move home and they're looking for a church for themselves, actually to have experienced different churchmanships and church styles can be a really positive thing and prepare them well for that. And we've talked about the positives, but obviously there are also negatives, aren't there, about experiencing different styles of worship. We've talked about it in a very positive light, like it's great to broaden our experience. But what what about when that's difficult uh, for our children or for us for that matter? 
Well, it can be. I, I guess it's one of those things. I've heard, I've heard the saying, and it, it it can be applied to this. It can also be applied to to people, I suppose, in general. Um, search for the gold, because you know sometimes it can be difficult, and there can be things that happen that can really put you off, or really, um, you know, your children really just. Don't, don't like whatever it is, music's too loud or, or too quiet or, you know, I don't understand all these complicated words that are being said or whatever it is. Um, but actually helping your children navigate that um, and saying, okay, yes, it's different. Let's acknowledge that it's different and acknowledge that, you know, they might be having a problem or, or a difficulty with that. But then go further than that rather than just saying oh yeah that's difficult end of conversation that 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 doesn't help <laughs> in <Yeah>. some ways <laughs> but but actually go on to say okay well let, let's find the gold let, let's find jesus in this let's let's try and together you know work out you know where is god um at work in the situation yeah, find the gold. I love that. What a good kind of little mantra to take with us as we go into these new churches, new church experiences. Um, that's something I feel, Matt, that we can kind of prepare. It's a way that we can prepare our children in advance, isn't it? For, for when we, we know we're going to be going to a different church or we know mm. we're going to a Christian festival or something like that. Maybe our children haven't experienced before. Are there other ways, do you think, that we can kind of open up those conversations or prepare our children before we go somewhere that we think might be a little bit challenging for them or a little bit different? Well, definitely having conversations beforehand is very important. Um, trying to explain to them in, in language they'll understand what might happen, like especially if it's a wedding or something where there's kind of a structure or a formula. But then also like watching videos can be really useful. Um, yeah. I had taken one of my children to um, a music festival before, a Christian music festival, and it was a really small festival. And she loved it. And then the time came and my my other daughter for years has been desperate to come camping with daddy um, to a music festival. She's finally old enough. And I thought, well, I can't, you know, let's go for it. So we took the plunge and went to big church festival this year but it's on a massive scale. I mean, 30,000 people. How do you prepare yeah. your children for an <laughs> event where there's going to be, you know, so many people all around and you want to keep them safe, but at the same time, you want them to have a good time and a good yeah. experience. Um, so we did watch a few videos and things of sort of past big church festivals. So see, look, there's going to be lots of people, but that's okay. And it's going to be really loud, but, you know, we can do this and this if you're feeling uncomfortable with that. And, but look, there's all these great kids things we can do as well. So, yeah. And and listening to them as well, listening to questions uh, or, or fears or concerns that they may have. And you might be able to allay some of those concerns beforehand, or it's just really useful being aware that, you know, one of my children is a bit worried about getting lost in amongst loads of people. So what can we do whilst we're there to reassure her and, you know, yeah. help her with this anxiety that she might be feeling? 
Yeah, that's really important, isn't it, to ask our children, because so often we think that they're going to be worried about A, and actually they're worried about B. We'd never even mm. considered B. And, and, and something that we thought wouldn't be a concern at all actually is massive in their minds. And they can be so different as well, children. Um, what, what might concern one child, the other child is completely fine about. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, it's just learning their personalities and, and, and listening to them um, and then responding to them. Um, and it's also age and stage, I found, um, you know, a few years ago, something that might have worried a particular child. Now that they're a bit older, well, that isn't a worry anymore. Mm. Something else might concern them. And, you know, different children, different ages, different personalities, all individuals. I um, was just trying to bear in mind that it's not a one size fits all approach. Yeah. And of course, as we embark on more of these experiences with our children, then they build their confidence too, don't they? Because they know a little bit more about what they're going to expect. They know that not all churches, not all Christian experiences are like their regular weekly church experience. And then it becomes easier to navigate as well. And I love what you're saying about video too. You know, I find video such a good preparation tool for my children in all sorts of different circumstances, Mm. not just going to new churches. But we're now in an age where almost every church has live streams almost every church has something on youtube that you can go and watch even fairly small churches so you can prepare your child by showing them a little bit of a service and saying well this is the church we're going to this is a little excerpt from their service just so you can kind of see the building see what it looks like see how they worship and kind of get that kind of into your head before you go so you you know a little bit about what to prepare so yeah Mm -hmm. i'm so glad you mentioned that so that's kind of in advance and then when we're actually in the church or the the experience, whether it's a festival or a new church or whatever it is, are there ways that we can kind of frame what's going on for our children during the experience itself? Sometimes um, it's it's self-explanatory. You know, you're listening to Christian music and everyone around you singing the songs and and your kids are joining in. Just enjoy the moments. Enjoy, you know, enjoy seeing your kids enjoying God. Yeah. Um, that that's really good. And I found that to be a real blessing for me. Um, but there might be times when things happen that are out of the ordinary or are a bit strange, or I don't know, someone might be lifting up their hands and maybe the children haven't seen that before, or whatever it may be. Um, but it's just it's just trying to explain, you know, don't worry, God's in this. Um this is what's happening. The Holy Spirit is doing something in their heart or this person is just really ex- expressing how much they love Jesus or whatever. Um, and I find um, from, from from a church leader's point of view, we, we try and do this in our church as well, not just for children, but also for adults. Yes. Um, just trying to explain because we're very aware that if we've been Christians for so long, Things just become normal for us. But if we're wanting people to visit our churches or, you know, people from other church backgrounds have come into our church or people who are very new to the faith um, are present, we need to be good at explaining what's going on, mm. explaining what the Holy Spirit's doing or what God's doing or what God's saying. So I don't know if a prophetic word comes, if someone speaks in tongues, or maybe the Holy Spirit moves and someone falls over. It's, it's just a case of saying, don't worry, you know, don't dial 999. Yeah. You don't need an ambulance right yeah. now because the Holy Spirit is doing this or yeah. that. 
or you know don't worry if someone said something really weird out you know into the microphone just wait because this is one of the ways god talks to us and someone will come and interpret what's being said um you know just just talking through so not just for children but for adults as well because it can be confusing and it can it can be you know stressful or, or worrying if if it isn't explained that's such wise shepherding there of a congregation. Thank you for sharing that because I think I think you're right. I think children and adults alike can sometimes have questions in their minds that can't be articulated because of the context. And actually going through explaining, well, the first thing it does is it kills all jargon, doesn't it? So it kind of gets rid of any sort of spiritual jargon that you might be tempted to use because you're just explaining in plain English what's going on. And secondly, I think it gives people a real sense of security and that they can trust the leader and going back to parenting that's really what we what we sort of build or want to build with our children isn't it they come to us they ask us questions about how things work or how the world is or whatever or they express opinions and then we we frame for them you know one of the parenting for faith the key tools is framing we want to talk about not only uh, the answer to their question but in terms of also where god is in that you know how god is active how god is working mm. within the area of life that they've just talked about and it's no different at church and i love that you do that with all ages that you're able to clearly and calmly explain this is what's going on and this is why and it kind of takes a mystery out of it doesn't it the sort of the the weirdness in a sense it, it takes the weirdness out of it any any perceived weirdness that somebody might feel that kind of disappears doesn't it mm. yeah yeah, and when you're saying explaining in plain English, now that that can be more difficult than, <laughs> than one might imagine, because the Christian words really, you know, if you've been in if you've been in Christian circles for a while, you you use all these these Christian words and this Christian language, and you think, hey, it's normal, and everyone understands what I mean, mm. you know? but yeah. Yeah. Trying to see it from someone else's perspective, like from the perspective of a child or or someone who has absolutely no background knowledge of the Bible at all. How do we explain what's happening? Um, yeah. It can be a challenge, um, yeah. but I think it's a really important thing to try and do. Yeah, absolutely. So following from that experience in a new church and a new Christian surroundings, how can we effectively debrief with our children after the experience do you think i think again conversation is is important i think sometimes i think as parents we need to think about what we say before we say it sometimes <laughs> yeah. um, if if we've had an experience and, we, and you know we have left the experience thinking, oh, you know, never going back there again. Blah, blah, blah. Um, just to not 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 voice it necessarily, or or, or get too wound up about yeah. it because your children will definitely pick that up. Um, but you can still discuss it. I'm not saying don't hide things that you found difficult, but just say, you know, I found that difficult. Mm. But but also try and explain why you found it difficult because. You know, children children are really insightful and they can actually grapple with and understand a lot more than we give them credit for. Yeah. So 
if if you've struggled with something, you can just freely admit and say, you know, wow, I found that really difficult. How about you, mum, or whatever, and have a conversation in front of the children about it. And then you might even include them in the conversation. And what about you? Did you, you know, did you find that weird, or, or were you fine with that? Or, or... And, and and in the other way as well it might have been a great experience mm. and just sharing that as well. You know, how did God touch your life? Yeah. And this is what God was saying to me. What, what was he saying to you? What was he doing with you? Mm. Um, and make it like a family experience rather than, you know, oh, well, we went there, tick the box, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm feeling great about it, but your children might not be. Yeah. So just, just having those conversations and, and finding out where people are at afterwards can be useful. And it's powerful when our children see us do that experience as well, or sort of go through that debrief experience, I think, because as parents, we are used to often kind of almost squashing our own opinions of things. Um, not not to say we, we do that all the time, but certainly sort of in front of our children, because we want to show them a certain thing or present a certain way. We sometimes squash like things that we don't want them to kind of pick mm. up. But I think it's important, like you say, in that experience to share the good and the bad and for all of us to do that and for them to see, okay, like mom and dad aren't necessarily always finding this easy either, but they still love God, you know, hasn't shaken yeah. their faith or anything mm. like that. Yeah. Matt, this has been a really helpful conversation. Thank you so much. Um, share where we can where we can find you online, your books. Go for it. Where can we find Matt McClary? Well, the most obvious place is mattmcclary.com. Um, that's my website. And there you've got links to books and podcasts and music and all sorts of stuff. But other, wherever you are online, you should be able to find a little piece of me somewhere. Um, if you're looking for music, if you're on a music provider like Apple Music or Spotify, or whatever, type in Matt McClary, you'll get some songs, you'll get my podcast, Christian Book Blurb, um, as well. Um, if you love reading books, um, you can find me wherever books are sold. If you type in Matt McClary, you should find um, various titles um, that I've written popping up there as well. So, yeah, but the, the, the most centralized place would be my website, mattmcclary.com. Super. We will link as many of those as we can in the show notes. And I do just want to give a shout out to your podcast because it's amazing. Matt interviews different Christian authors and uh, it's a great place to hear about new releases in the Christian world, new Christian authors you might not have heard of, new books coming out. So if you are a reader or even if you're not, but you'd like to be or think you should be. <laughs> or just give... get like a little summary of what the book's about. Yeah. That's also a good thing. That then you don't even have to read it. No, I shouldn't nah, say that. No, that... <laughs> you want to read it. I'll tell you, you want won't... to read it after listening. That won't promote your uh, podcast very well if I say that. Yes, you will want to read the books that Matt <laughs> reviews on his podcast and the interviews are really interesting too. So thank you so much, Matt, for coming. It's been a great conversation. Take care. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. Bye, Liz. And a question to ask your kid to spark an interesting conversation. This week, why not ask them, what do you like about going to church? And if they say nothing, flip it the other way and say, what do you not like about going to church? Uh, have a great conversation. If you are finding this podcast season helpful, we would love you to recommend it to a friend. We've covered six different topics now. We have got loads more. We couldn't fit them all in. So we're actually going to have 15 episodes this season instead of 12. Um, and I'm sure one or two of those, at least, you can think, OK, I can really think of a friend or someone else who this would be helpful for. It would really help us if you could just take a minute to send them a quick text 
um, send them an email or WhatsApp, whatever, and say, hey, I saw this, thought you might be interested, thought you might like to listen to it. Um, because that helps more people to know that this exists. And then we can bless and encourage more people. If you can't think of anyone specific, um, why not share it on your church WhatsApp group or Facebook page or however you like to communicate? Again, it just opens it up to more people. Have a great conversation. We are going to be back next week talking about racial equality. See you then. Bye. Bye.